this week. Lots of stuff to cover. And as usual, I'm joined by my two broadcast partners, Isaiah Vreeman and Brad Lowers. I'm Keaton Homer. Glad to have you on this week's episode. We have high school hockey to cover. We have a little bit of high school basketball, high school volleyball tournament once again coming up. Uh, UAA men's and women's basketball uh, and also the Alaska Sports Hall of Fame. All that stuff to get to. But obviously, first things first, like, subscribe. Wherever you get the Alaska Sports Talk podcast, wherever you're listening, uh, make sure you hit that like, follow button, whatever it might be, so that way you can get all the latest episodes from the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Also, Isaiah, Brad, we got to thank our sponsors as well, guys. Yeah, they've uh, allowed us to really get this going. I think of uh, a real friend of high school sports, that's Roger Briley and uh, his company, Roger Briley and Associates, uh, Partridge Plumbing. Uh, a sponsor that's been involved in youth sports for quite a while. Guido's Pizza, uh, open till 2 a.m. And what a great job they do over there. Then there's Alaska Sausage and Seafood. Um, good any time of year, but especially uh, busy here in the fall months. And then the bike shop, where you want to go to do any better than that if you're looking for a way to build your fitness over the summer especially. And then the Alaska Club, you know, speaking of fitness, uh, locations all over Anchorage. And uh, what a fine lineup of sponsors we have. It's always great to have our fantastic sponsors. Isaiah, I think we actually visited one of our sponsors this past weekend. Actually, I know we we did, the Alaska we did. Club. We absolutely did. Yep. You actually partake, partook in the pool over at the Alaska club. Yeah, you know, I did. I yeah, felt did. like, you know, when it's your daughter's fifth birthday, uh, you got to get in the pool. I got to get in the pool. You got to get in the pool. Hey, you get, you got to have somebody there. You, you got to do it. Well, I remember a while ago, I got in this, the world series pool. I don't know if that's the same thing. I think the Eagle river, Alaska club pool might be a little bit different. Just, okay. a little, just a tad. They do have yeah. a water slide. It was nice. It was it nice. Was nice. Uh, yeah, Mike. My, my I like a little, a little too scared to go down. You, there was a chance to win money, and you didn't get wet. <laughs> uh, that's well. That that was Isaiah's thing. He was like, yeah, you know, he just kind of stood on the pool deck and you know yeah. watched everybody else. Yeah, took some pictures because that's it. You know, your wife told me I needed to take some pictures because she was busy doing something else with the birthday party. <laughs> so I got. You know, some I, I got a. I got to remember the Woody Allen line, and that is, swimming's not a sport. Swimming's something you do to keep from drowning. Uh -huh. oh. Well, there's, there's... I dare wow, you. That's, hey, swimming that's... is not a sport. Oh, to man. Dive community. I dare you. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I dare we you. Just did, we just talked swim dive two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can oh, just be clipped. Yeah. Something yeah. else. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of high school sports and high school athletics, high school hockey obviously is in full swing and in full gear. Well, sort kind of. of. Kind like, of. Like it's we this has been a weird year, at least for the Anchorage area teams. It has been a very weird Brutal year. Brutal for them. You know, here in the Anchorage area, if you're listening to this podcast outside of the Anchorage bowl or wherever you might be listening, uh Weather has been a huge issue for sports and af after school activities, and it's affected hockey quite a bit. Um, I think we were supposed to have like already, 
I don't know, like eight or nine games into the regular season. Does that sound right, Isaiah? Yep. It's it's quite a few. It's not it's not quite half because they're allowed, uh, you know, 22 plus a, a few more endowment games. But, yeah, they're supposed to have at least seven or eight so far. Yeah. For most and, schools. Not every school, but, yeah. Right. Hey, guys. And, uh, I know that uh, a big fan of high school sports who would – you know, listen to uh, sports over the years. And I can't believe he hasn't tuned in on our podcast. And that's the all-time leader in wins. Um, I think in hockey in the state of Alaska, Dennis Sorensen, a Hall of Famer from UAA Hockey. And, um, you know, I just, I'm curious to get his take because uh, one thing about uh, Coach Sorensen, he, uh, he seems to often have an opinion on stuff. <laughs> Very true. I I would say so. And the other guy that's kind of in that, I mean, echelon of high school hockey coaches, Rodney Wild out of Chugiak. Yep. I think those two guys are the two longest tenured high school hockey coaches, at least in the Anchorage area. And we're definitely trying to get those guys on um, here in the on the podcast here in the next little while. But just in terms of high school hockey, there's been numerous cancellations. I know for the Chugiak hockey community, when I talked to Rodney uh, just the other day, he said today, Tuesday, November 28th, um, is the first time they've had an on-ice practice in two weeks. Two weeks. Just because of all the cancellations, and obviously you have to manage a whole bunch of you know, other things that are happening at the McDonald's Center or wherever you're trying to schedule a practice. There's just so many other things that have been going on. Now, they've had, I think, one game or two games, something like that, within the last... Yeah, week or so, but right. that sounds about right. It's not very many, and I think it was against Diamond um, back on the twenty first, and they ended up beating Diamond six to three. But that's their only game in about two weeks that they've played since the beginning of the year. And so he was thinking that, like, you know, a lot of his kids are going to have to relearn relearn how to skate. Like, <laughs> I think. Uh, these... with... Oh, go ahead, Brad. With hockey, um, I know what I've seen is. They do a lot of weights anyways because they only get so much ice time. And so I think when you start canceling ice time, you know, it's not like you have it every day and it gets canceled once in a while. You know, if if you're lifting weights one day, you know, that's even less time on the ice. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, um, but obviously when you get a little bit of practice time, um, it's going to, you're going to use it when you can get on the ice. You got to, you got to get on the ice when you can. Uh, I mentioned that score between Chugiak and Diamond six to three on the 21st. Also that same day, West and service played uh, and the West Anchorage Eagles defeated the service Cougars 12 to one um, on the November 21st weekend. And then tonight there was a game as well. Let me pull that up from earlier today. Uh, South and Diamond, the Wolverines taking down the Diamond Lynx one to nothing. So high school hockey here in the Anchorage area picking back up just to kind of give you an idea of what the standings look like in the Cook Inlet Conference. West, South, Chugiak, East, Eagle River, Bartlett, Service, and Diamond. Now, it, the standings look a little skewed um, in terms of just number of games that teams may have played. So keep that in mind when you look at the standings right now. There's still a long way to go in the high school hockey season. State championships are in February. So they have, you know, I'm not going to say a little bit of wiggle room here, but with all the reschedulements and everything like that, that's going to be uh, looking a little bit different come 
um, toward the end of the season. But that was the Cook Inlet Conference. The Rail Belt schools, Wasilla, Lathrop, West Valley, and Colony right now. So Wasilla is in first place, Lathrop in second, West, West Valley in third, and Colony in fourth place. Uh, and that's one or Division One hockey. So um, that's just a little brief recap of some of the stuff that's been happening in the hockey high school hockey universe. We are going to try to get Dennis Sorensen on, Rodney Wild on, have a little bit more of an in-depth season preview of what high school hockey um, is kind of looking like coming up here in the future podcast. Um, high school basketball yeah. tournaments. Or go ahead, Isaiah. Well, I was just thinking okay. that uh, we're turning out those uh, goalies. It seems like uh, you know half the uh, pro goalies are from Alaska, so we had to. We're going to seek out some, maybe some of those guys sometime. Yeah, Swayman. Yeah, Swayman's the big one with the Boston Bruins, right? Well, right. The, the Avalanche are going too, and that's something that we're going to talk about. I know we've got some feelers out for getting uh, some of their, their staff on as well. So, yeah, but like you said, Keaton, earlier, the hockey's just been a little weird yeah. this, this year. Well, what's not maybe so weird and what's a little bit more traditional is uh, high school basketball tournaments are starting to get in gear uh brad i know you're obviously a huge part of the high school basketball universe here in alaska and have been for many years um what is uh what's kind of on tap to to start the season obviously first official day of tryouts are tomorrow what are what are things looking like well the service tip-off as you might expect uh given the name is the initial tournament it comes up the 13th through the 16th was actually expanded from the 14th to the 16th, with the addition of a couple more teams. So a little awkward uh, being a 10-team tournament, um, and that doesn't lend itself to to pool play. But there'll be five games a day uh, from Wednesday through Saturday. And uh, from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday play, they kind of determine the matchups on the last day. And one of the unique features, although you see it at the Alaska Airlines uh, West Anchorage Tournament, uh, is the addition of outside teams and services. Um, they're bringing in three California teams, and one of them, Roosevelt High School, is a real power down there. They have uh, the eighth-ranked player in the country, uh, so they're going to be a top team. Uh, there's a um, couple other teams. Uh, Valley View is one, and Arestia. I don't, I don't have the pronunciation, but... Uh, I know that Mountain City plays them. So uh, service has, you know, eight, their top eight players back. and So I, I think that one's, uh, you know, really going to be interesting. And, you know, I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, the green gold game at UAA, you know, people are really anxious to see basketball. So I, I think that one will be uh, watched closely and well attended. Yeah. Well, you just listed all. Oh, go ahead, Brad, for Isaiah. Well, I was just going to say that the that fourteen through sixteen, that first weekend. I mean, there that is kind of the big weekend for tournaments all through the state. You've got the service tip off, the Doc Larson up in Wasilla, Grace Christian uh, Grizzlies have a kind of a tip off tournament, a classic tournament. Then Kenai have a Kenai has the Kenai River. Uh, I think it's the Kenai River Classic. I'm not sure of that name. I know when we get, I have some of these brackets and we'll do some more in-depth previews on some of these tournaments later, but then you got for some of the smaller schools, you have the Lumen Christie invite. And I know that there's more tournaments than that, but 
that's that's just a taste that first weekend and then you have a few over the christmas break as well so it's uh it definitely starts out with a bang and uh i i'm definitely looking forward to being done with state tournaments before uh, <laughs> christmas break so i can go watch some of these uh these tournaments that's for sure one oh, thing on. uh trying to keep you busy over <laughs> yeah, at, uh, no, no over doubt about service, that over at service they're doing um what you know they've done at west and a few other schools uh they're doing that one o'clock game on wednesday where they play in front of the student body so uh anybody that's thinking about going to that game you better get there early because people <laughs> you know even non-basketball fans that service uh the chemistry guys um you know the guys in the tough english class they're very accepting about going to the gym and um you know, having a day out of class and, and cheering for the green and gold. So that's, uh, you know, an interesting aspect about some of these tournament games. Well, you guys have listed a whole bunch of tournaments that are taking place, and there's numbers of tournaments, not just here in the Anchorage area, out in the Valley, and even across the state of Alaska uh, as well, everywhere. I'm curious, all right, and Brad, you probably could speak to this more than anybody, is it an advantage, a disadvantage in terms of the number of tournaments? But also, I don't know if there's a limit in the number of tournaments a school can participate in. Like, can you play in four or five tournaments throughout the course of a regular season? And if so, is that a good thing, bad thing? I'm just kind of curious. I feel like I'm not saying it's watered down, but I feel like there's just so many out there right now in Alaska. Well, I, I know this, that the Alaska Prep shootout over there at Diamond and the Alaska Airlines um, over there at West, and then South, um, trying to remember their sponsor. O'Brady's. O'Brady's. That's O'Brady's. Yep. But those are January tournaments that, you know, really have done what they can not to occur at the same time because, of course, you know, a lot of the basketball community would hit all of those tournaments, and if it's at the same time, they can't do it. But, you know, Isaiah, you mentioned all the teams that are in action uh, during that time. And, you know, you go to some of those games and it's not obvious that, you know, there's a lot of other tournaments going on because they still get get good crowds. Um, But I know, like, going from the the tip-off tournaments, um, Mountain City, uh, they have their own tournament, which I think has been going on for about 46 years. And that's a girls and guys tournament, eight teams, runs all day. And, you know, the one advantage of that, you know, um, not so many, I, I would say maybe ASD schools are that active during the break. So essentially that's the only tournament going. And, yeah. you know, if you want to watch high school basketball, you go to that one. And then the Alaska prep is the first week back to school. And then West Anchorage is targeted to be around Martin Luther King. And when the calendar works out right, O'Brady's tournament over at South is the week after that. So, uh, you know, if you like tournaments, uh, you're going to like December and January. And to your point, too, uh, Keaton, I think there's been talk about limiting teams to three tournament. And uh, I know... I know that, for example, at Mountain City, they're in the tip-off, or I could say we, 
and then we have our own tournament and then we're in the Alaska prep and then we're in the South. And I think, you know, that's going to be a real challenge because I think when you play, even when you're playing two or three tournaments and it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's pretty intense and it's pretty emotional. But on the other hand, you know, I love tournaments, but uh, I think that's a pretty tough, uh, uh, you know, assignment to play in that many tournaments. Isaiah, what do you I, think? I know. Well, yeah, go ahead. I like the idea of tournaments and especially at the beginning of the season. And this is why, you know, when Brad and I were coaching together at heritage Christian, it was nice to get those tournaments. We'd go to the servers tip off and, you know, we want to win those games. We want to win the tournament. We want to show well, but it also is a great way to learn your team, see what works, what doesn't, especially if you have a newer team or a younger team, before you start into the games that really matter because you've got conference play. And if you get into some of those tournaments, especially at the beginning of the year, you get used to playing three games in a row because that's what conference tournaments are. That's what the state tournament is. So you get those, you get that experience, all that stuff. It builds that, you know, calluses for the, the boys and the girls of, Hey, we can do this. And then, you get into conference play and now you're playing just one game. So you're, you're all excited about one game and you give everything you've got for that one game. And then you got some practice and then you go on, especially at the three, a level. I know with scheduling because teams are traveling all over the place, you play a lot of games where if you're in town, like let's say for instance, when grace ACS, which is now mountain city, but years ago, grace ACS and heritage were all in town. We could play on Tuesday nights but then when we would go to Nikiski or Kenai or those other those those other places, you would yeah. be playing two games back to back. So you're still getting those things. And by the time you get to the conference tournament, you those those tournaments have been really valuable. And then you take that experience into the, your conference play. And then by the time you get to the conference tournaments, this isn't a big shock. Three games in three days. Sure. Kids are used to it. So there's real value there. And what ASAA has done is they haven't put a limit on the number of tournaments that you can play in because some conferences have a few teams. So they have a lot of extra games to play. And then there's some conferences, for instance, like the CIC, they have, they don't have as many games to play because their conference is basically eight teams. So you've got 14 conference games that you have to play. So they can't be in as many tournaments as let's say, like a barrow or a gnome or something like that. So there's that balance. And I, I know that they've kind of shied away from putting caps on that, but at the same time, then you have the flip side of the problem is right now I get constantly emailed from individuals saying, Hey, a team dropped here. or I yeah. still need a team here or, or here or there. And there, some teams just don't have games to give anymore. So that's where you get some JV teams into a tournament, which as a varsity tournament you don't want jv teams in there but sometimes you you just can't avoid it because that's what you've got that's the only thing that's left right so there's there's benefits but there's also downsides too but for me personally coaching i think that's a real value especially at the beginning of the year and you can build that camaraderie it puts you in some high stress situations at the beginning of the year and it's if you fail quote unquote fail the test it doesn't affect you as much as if it would if it's a conference game in the middle of February. 
you know, speaking to what Isaiah talked about, I, I do think that's a real value of getting into that three in a row that you might at regions or state. And I think also I saw a list of all the tournaments and it's amazing how many tournaments there are. And whenever somebody starts a tournament, you're going, wow, you know, are they going to, you know, recruit another four teams or another eight teams or do a boys and a girls. And you start wondering, that's why the JV teams get in because there's only so many teams, you know, and then somebody brings some outside teams, but it's, it's gotta be a real challenge and everybody tries to get early commitments, but there's just so many amazing tournaments like uh, Ketchikan and Ketchikan last year, Barrel was um, delayed. And so they were scheduled to play, you know, a three o'clock game, a five o'clock game. Well, because they were delayed, they played a 10 o'clock game. But in Ketchikan, it didn't matter. It wasn't like less people came. You know, it's it's just a basketball community. It's a great place yeah. to visit. You thought you were in Seattle with the weather. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Valdez runs a great tournament. And uh, if you've ever been in that atmosphere around the city of Valdez, it's just um, – it's just – it's just great. And, you know, when you're tied up in a basketball season, you don't really get to visit places in Alaska, you know, Lathrop and West Valley and Monroe all yeah. have really, really good tournaments. Uh, the Joe T tournament at Lathrop, uh, you know, what a great honor of uh, that pioneer coach who uh, uh, passed away, but he's a hall of famer and, you know, he's, he was beloved in the, in the basketball community. So, you just um, you look at all those things, the Doc Larson. I mean, you could just go on and on. And when I looked at that list the other day and saw the possibilities, it just uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of tournaments, but uh, you know, I'd hate to see one of them not be there. They they have a lot to offer. No, they do. I, all I heard here though is that the Alaska Sports Talk podcast is going to start a high school basketball tournament. That's my my takeaway. I think. That's right. That's right. I think I think we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, you know tournaments, UAA also partaking in some um, college basketball tournaments coming up, um, especially for the UAA men. They get the chance after they play a couple of conference games to go to Hawaii. So their tournaments in a, a little bit of a nicer. Well, I love Alaska. Love Alaska this time of year. Um, but I would like to go to Hawaii for a basketball tournament too. Um, so UAA men's and women's basketball, um, UAA women, a little bit of a rocky start to start the year last week, both the men and the women taking on Adam state university, playing the Grizzlies, uh, at the Alaska airline center last Friday and Saturday. And boy, Brad, I'll tell you what, I don't know if I've seen two more heartbreaking games back to back the UAA women losing both, both those games to Adam state by one point a piece and it's just ah uh, i mean untraditional or uncharacteristic bas- basketball of what we've seen from Ryan McCarthy's teams and uh they're off to a 2 and 3 start on the year all three of their losses have been by one point um to start oh. to start this season so it's just been kind of a you know a little bit of a, a rocky start and i think Brad when you have seven transfers coming in um you know, you're still trying to find that that gelling piece, it seems like, and that's what Ryan McCarthy is trying to figure out. Well, you know, Coach McCarthy and UA women have uh, set a high bar. And, yeah. uh, 
you know, you just kind of expect, if not take it for granted that uh, they're going to be, you know, have a good record this time of year. But you take Utah, who's fourth in the country, True. and then Adam State doesn't sound that formidable after you played Utah, but certainly uh, they were they were really good. And UA had a lead, I think, in both games and yep. weren't able to sustain it. So you know they had their good stretches during the game. But uh, Keaton, you called the game, and the the girls. There was a couple of rep- representatives of uh, Anchorage on the. Adam State team, and uh, I think of Angelina Nagak, who's uh, the point guard, who, uh, you know, she played at Diamond. She went to junior college, and, I mean, she played awesome. You know, she's developed into an outstanding point guard. She sees the floor. She's really sneaky and crafty on defense. And, uh, you know, she had her own own, uh, cheering section, much like Alyssa Peely did. So right. I think people glance at Adam State. Uh, I think uh, let's see, Miley Wilcox uh, signed with Adam State, and yeah. Lewis Wilson coached there. I mean, there's you know that's it's not Duke, but it's a name that's yeah. uh, they've had a history of good women's programs. So yeah, Adam State out of the uh, Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, they were picked to f- finish fourth in their um, their conference this year. So. We'll have to keep an eye on them. Their women's basketball team is off to a pretty decent start. Um, the UAA men off to a program best start, by the way, after their two games against Adams State. They're now 8-0 on the season and now are ranked in the top 25. They're ranked number 23 in this week's poll coming in as they get ready to go on the road to take on Montana State Billings and Seattle Pacific in conference play. And, you know, you think back, I mean, Basketball program's been around nearly 50 years at UAA. And the fact that they've never gotten off to an 8-0 start is impressive. But then you start thinking about, well, wait a minute. What usually happens the week of Thanksgiving there for 40 years? They had the Great Alaska Shootout. <laughs> so they're taking on Division That's One teams. So to to <laughs> say that like they've never gotten off to an 8-0 start, well, okay. Well, let's, you know there probably is a two to three loss span in there in the month of November sometimes when they're taking on division one teams context matters. Yeah, no, it does. It does, but it really does. Um, I'll tell you what, watching this team and what rusty Osborne and Ryan Orton, uh, coach Inga Bretson have put together for this year's squad. And, and Brad, you saw it in person, uh, this past Saturday, they, there's something different about this team. I I I don't know what what you can say specifically, but um, they just look impressive from all all over the floor, and the depth is just tremendous for this year's UAA squad. Yeah, you know I think Keaton um, that uh, with the portal and uh, especially with the portal, I guess there's so much turnover on teams that uh, when you talk green and gold game and early season games that are tough to schedule, so you often bring a team that's not quite as formidable. But uh, watching this team is is really a, a treat. And I think fans are going to enjoy that all year long. I mean, there's a lot of depth. There's uh, local involvement. Like a Sloan Lenfer is just uh, yep. playing amazing. He's he's playing really well for, uh, you know, a student at any age. But as a yeah. freshman, I'm just, I'm just so impressed because, you know, I watched him in high school and I liked him then. 
and I knew he was going to be a factor at UA, but to be a factor like he is as a as a freshman and the way they shoot the three and guard and you know, I just think it's not been a caliber of opponent. Although, you know, when you bring in Dukes and North Carolina and UCLA, you know, it's not like, you know, a, you're not running a tournament to to necessarily try and win, but you're trying to bring the best teams in the country. So yeah. when UA won one game, it's considered a successful tournament. And when they won two, you know, um, we were having a party. So it's, uh, you know, they've done well in the shootout. But I, I think this team is going to go deep into the season. I think they're going to have good luck in conference play. And I'm just I'm just waiting because there's a traditional story that happens every year. And yeah. It might happen on the news or it might show up in the newspaper. And the theme is this, you know, when they're going to Hawaii, they, everybody says it's a business trip. It's a business trip. And then they go over there and surf and, you know, get sunburned. But, you know, the, the story before they go, it's it's a business trip. So thank goodness it's just a business trip. Yeah, right. We, we don't go to Hawaii to have fun at all. No, no, no fun. No, no fun. fun. Hawaii no is fun. no fun. No fun. Yep. So uh, that game, those games in Hawaii, by the way, are taking or happening in the middle of December. By the way, should throw this out there. The UAA men's basketball team does not have another home game until January 11th. Whoa. So it's a long, long way away from home. I think they play six consecutive games on the road. So just point of note there. If you are if you show up at the Alaska Airlines Center thinking there's a UAA men's basketball game here in the month of December, you're out of luck. So <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. So... And um, the, you know what's uh, interesting with that too is, you know, one of the guys uh, there's the the Sellers girl that's excelling at uh, Washington University of Washington, but uh, Isaiah Moses is off to a good start at Cal Riverside. Yeah, but you look at his conference and it's uh, you know you're playing uh, Cal Bakersfield, you know you're playing teams right around the corner. I think uh, all but two of their teams are in California, so you right. jump on a bus. You know, I don't I don't even think you can fly. Well, you probably could. They have so many airports. But compare that what you know, with what UAA does. I mean, they go to Montana State Billings, you know, Fairbanks is their closest road trip, but everything else you're at least flying to Seattle. Um you're go- you're going to someplace in Idaho. I mean, everywhere is a flying trip that's, for for that's UAA. A travel schedule. It's like uh you know, it's like Stanford joining the a- ACC. I mean, um, nobody travels, I think, more than UAA, or you, I, it, unless it's UAF. I think that's one of the recruiting things. Like, hey, you need the airline miles? You come to Alaska, and you, <laughs> yeah. you come to UAA. <laughs> yeah, straight up. That, yeah. We need to ask Ryan and, and Rusty if that's in the recruiting pitch. Oh, it's got to be. Hands down. Hands down yeah. has to be. Hey, so That's right. It's right up there with the arena that's uh, one of the finest newer arenas in the country. Yeah. No, it is. It's the, the Alaska Airlines Center is a fantastic place. Best Division II facility in the nation, bar none, hands down. No question. Um, all right. So that's kind of a little brief recap of UAA men's and women's basketball. Men off to a fantastic start. Best start in program history. Ranked twenty three, number 23 in the nation. Uh, UAA women. 
they're off to a little bit of a rockier start. They're two and three overall. They've lost the last two games by one point each, and now they go on the road. They're also playing the same two schools this weekend as well on Thursday and Saturday, Montana State Billings and then Seattle Pacific to start conference play. All right, so as we wind down our podcast here tonight, um, there is high school volleyball here in the state of Alaska that is happening this weekend, state championships, um, the mixed six volleyball tournament. Guys, this may be one of the more unique state tournaments uh, in the state of Alaska, just given um, the style of competition and the fact that you're getting all these schools from around the state of Alaska, once again, kind of in one spot to gather for a sporting event. It's almost like a mini March Madness kind of feel to it. It really is. There's uh, there, It's all over the state, but it, it's not just one something so unique to Alaska, but to the country. There are very, very, very few um, volleyball teams, and I believe, unless something's changed, Alaska's the only one that has a co-ed volleyball state championship with the, the mixed six. There are boys' volleyball places, and there's girls' volleyball, obviously, but there's not a co-ed one. I believe Alaska right now is still the only one with a co-ed volleyball state champ. Wow. I think See, I... interesting in other states, you know, they do have uh, boys' leagues. We don't have that up here. But if you were to go to mix six and you, you have three guys on the floor, three gr- girls, and uh, the guys, you know, as often or not, they're dual sport athletes. They – usually play basketball and volleyball and they jump well. So if you can imagine these guys, you know, getting above the net, just drilling a volleyball and then uh, brave females on the other side, jumping in front of those fastballs and you look at the bench. And of course, the reason that it is a mix six is, you know, these are small communities that don't always have, you know, six or seven, eight, nine girls that you'd like to have on a volleyball team. Sometimes there's only two or three that sit over there or they have guys. And then, you know, they have a limited amount of guys, but you know, there's 10 girls waiting to play. So it's, it's really unique. And uh, it's, it's, I don't know. You, you can't say anything, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. The mixed six two a tournament, the state tournament is out at the, out at Palmer high school, starting on, Thursday and runs through Friday. So Thursday, I believe that's the 30th and then the 1st and 2nd of December. And if you want brackets on see which teams are included that made the state championship and all that, that's you can find all that stuff on ASAA365.com. And then if you want to watch the matches live too, NFHS Network, right, Brad? Yeah. You know, one thing is the Southeast teams have normally done very well. Um, the New Halen often comes in with, with really good teams and a, you know, a good community feel to that. And you know, I was I was standing next to Bob Barker, the Hall of Famer, and actually we we're both doing a game. So what happened? It was like two, it was like cake in Petersburg, something like that. And of course, you know, Bob has some ties to Southeast, but you know, I can promise you. And Keith, you know how it goes. You know, you're you don't even when you're doing a UAA game, you're you're trying to be, you know, straight down the middle. And obviously in a game like that, you know, we're not Petersburg homers or cake homers, but you know what happens is it gets broadcast down to that community. 
and whatever community you're from, from you think, gosh, those announcers, <laughs> they like the other team. So no. Then they, called, then they called the guy that set the game. And uh, so he starts walking up to the booth and he goes, are you guys from cake? And uh, so, you know, I'm a bit of a smart aleck and I go, yeah. And he goes, I knew it. You know, so, I mean, I think that goes to the point that uh, there's a lot of uh, folks that are really interested in what's happening in the in the small schools in the mix six and it makes for a good atmosphere. No, it's definitely going to be a fun weekend of volleyball coming up this weekend. So if you can't make it in person, once again, check out ASAA365.com. Get all the tournament information, all the brackets um, and previews and things like that. And then also, if you want to watch it live as well, the NFHSnetwork.com. If you are a subscriber to that, if not, I highly recommend that you subscribe because not only can you watch high school sporting events here in Alaska, but all around the nation as well. Uh, lastly, before we sign it off here tonight, gentlemen, want to touch on this as we get towards the end of November uh, and beginning of December. The Alaska Sports Hall of Fame voting period is still open. So be sure you get votes in for the Alaska Sports Hall of Fame. It is a public voting forum. You do not have to be uh, a media member or a board member of anything like that. It is open to the public to go vote. So just go to alaskasportshall.org and you can vote for your top five people and then also you get the chance to um, nominate and vote for three events as well so that ends november 30th there are some great fantastic people uh, as usual that are on this year's ballot to get a chance to vote for i think mario chalmers is one of the nominees uh this year um Oh, man, there's so many of them that have been nominated. I know Mario was on the list when I was scrolling through it uh, off the top of my head, but so many others. Zach Bowman. Um, Zach Bowman. Yeah, Zach Bowman. Zach, that's the yeah. other one. The good call, Brad. That was the other one I was trying to think of, and I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, well, uh, two Bartlett guys. There we go. So we threw two guys out of high school Bartlett. Or Bartlett. <laughs> yeah, we did, so. didn't we? <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to have somebody coming up. Yeah. Didn't you go to Bartlett? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... But there's so many oh. awesome people that are on that nominee list. So if you get the chance and you want to make your voice known, you have to do it by November 30th to get your vote in. Um, and then towards, I forget when they released the the actual who is going to be inducted, but I think it's, I want to say right around into January, February timeframe, sometime in there when they come out with theirs. Yeah, I, well, believe, they... I believe that's right. Okay, sorry, Isaiah, but... Um... You know, you go over to the lakefront and the ASAA uh, winners, you see you see the history and um, it's just amazing to see some that have made their mark. And then if you wanted to look at the um, overall Hall of Fame, you can find that out at uh, uh, Ted Stevens International Airport. So you go to that that part of town right around uh, Lake Hood, um, you, you're going to see the histories and uh you know, it's a it's a pretty impressive uh, collection of the great Alaska sports pioneers. No, it is. It is a fantastic one. And then also, not just the Alaska Sports Hall of Fame, but the Alaska High School Sports Hall of Fame, Isaiah. That nomination period is slowly coming to an end as well, right? Yep. December 1st is the, la is the deadline for... 
each year for nominations. So got a couple days. If you go to Alaska hall of fame.org. So there's basically, we talked about two hall of fames. We have the Alaska sports, excuse me, the Alaska sports hall of fame. That's in the voting that uh, Keaton was talking about. And now we have the Alaska high school hall of fame and nominations are due December 1st of each year. So you go there, you can look at some past inductees and I would encourage, it might be a little late to do, you know, a nominee at this moment in time, since December 1st, as of taping this right now is just a few days away, but in the future, it's, it's a great thing to do. And and you can kind of plan out how you want to do that with the nomination form and the, you can do it all online. You can submit different things and it's, it's really a great selection process. And then I know the committee for that meets in January. And then we'll also do, I believe, don't quote me on this. Anybody listening, but I voting believe right now. it's it's the end of February, the beginning of March, that it's released as who who's won. Because I know during March Madness, Alaska, we have to make slides that say the new nominees for the Alaska High School Hall of Fame or the the new inductees. So I believe it's the end of February, beginning of March. Right. I wanted to mention as well that uh, we lost one of the Hall of Famers during that last this last year, and that was. George Houston from uh, Juno, who uh, had the distinct privilege of uh, coaching Carlos Boozer. And uh, he, uh, you know, very competitive coach, but also a very sportsmanlike coach who was well-liked by virtually every other coach and fans across the state. And we'll, uh, we'll miss him, but, you know, we want to mention that uh, – uh he's gone but he's he's not forgotten no certainly not and obviously the hall of fame is one of the ways that his memory is going to live on that is that is for sure so uh i encourage you guys uh if you have not done so check out the uh alaska sports hall of fame if you want to get your vote in you can vote online register your email address and then you'll get a a ballot that you can fill out and nominate your people and then also events and then if you want to try to squeeze in a nominee uh, for the December 1st deadline of the Alaska High School Sports Hall of Fame, I uh, encourage you to do that as well to try to make your voice heard. But um, those deadlines quickly approaching, nevertheless. Well, that's going to do it for uh, this edition of the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Always a pleasure. Always fun. Once again, be sure you like, subscribe, wherever you might be listening uh, to the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. For Isaiah Vreeman, for Brad Lowers, I'm Keaton Homer. Be sure you keep your eye out on the Alaska Sports Talk podcast wherever you get your, your podcast from because here in the coming days, weeks, and stuff, we're going to have more episodes uh, dropping as well. Until next time.